0: Hey, 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 Hashtag 59, Mike R. and Jill G. are back with another episode where we hike the switchbacks, but more importantly, we eat the sandwiches. I got my co-host Jill G. with me. This is episode four of season four of the Hashtag 59 podcast, all dedicated to outdoor adventure and travel. And this season's specific episodes are us making sandwiches on hiking trails Eating the sandwiches while being on the hiking trail and then talking about how much we liked eating those sandwiches on the hiking trails.
1: Which if we we're being really honest, we eat most of the sandwiches in the parking lot. Yes. So far. Which Just is a, happens to be the time of day it is, I feel like.
0: Which is a perfect setting for today's episode sure. because we did eat this sandwich
1: off the hood of the car.
0: Off the hood of the car. It is COVID. You know, mm-hmm. normally we would do a picnic table a little classier, but we're eating off the hood of the car right now mm-hmm. for safety measures. This sandwich was...
1: The sandwich really came around in the end.
0: And what do you mean by that, Chilchi?
1: <laughs> we have a lot of discussions about sandwiches, obviously, for this podcast, and I was not feeling the sandwich the more we're talking about it, Mike has been on a real big jackfruit kick. So, if you haven't had jackfruit before, it is honestly delicious. Who is that? Um, what is that brand over there?
0: Ah, uh, the Mustache Man.
1: Yeah, there's um, a number of different, a couple different brands of jackfruit. We've never Upton's had- Natural. Upton's Natural has been my go-to jackfruit brand. But Mike found just a straight-up, where you kind of season it yourself, are able to kind of make it your own. Basically, it's a meat replacement. I guess I'll get to the point. It's a meat replacement. It's a fruit. Yeah, but it's a fruit. It doesn't taste like a fruit, though. Yeah. It has the consistency of, like,
0: pork. Pulled pork. Yeah. Like,
1: you could make, like, a faux pulled pork sandwich. Anyway, so he'd been making it all the time. He wanted to make... Jackfruit sandwiches with leftover guacamole had a lot of leftover elements to it. Probably part of the reason I wasn't such a huge fan. Lo and behold, I grumbled about it a a fair amount.
0: And then... It was
1: delicious.
0: So we had the sandwich debacle for this episode.
1: Hold on, though. Should we tell what the sandwich ended up being?
0: I w I or kinda wanna come save, let's, to come yeah, okay. back Let's save it. Okay, okay. And then the topic for this converse, the hiking trails for today, is <clears throat> last episode when we were doing Southern California, I talked about too many Southern California hikes.
1: Lumped them all in.
0: So then when we were going to do this episode for Channel Islands National Park, but we didn't wind up getting to go back on that because of COVID, because California is in a stay-at-home order and they shut down the boat cruises, I came up with the idea of this other hike nearby and then creating a collage of other hikes
1: that had a real specific criteria. So the, the hike we're going to talk about today is called the Backbone, which is a 67-mile hike.
0: It's a 67-mile trail through the Santa Monica Mountains.
1: Yes. So that's the one that we're going to talk most specifically about. And then Mike wanted us to each come up with a couple others similar similar
0: to the backbone around the country
1: i grumbled about this too but only because everyone i came up with mike said it didn't meet the qualifications they were either too long or it was a through hike it didn't have day elements so lo and behold we're here doing this and now both have worked out swimmingly so and here we are so
0: so let's let's talk about now that we got the debacles out of the way, let's get into the meat, or lack thereof. Ha,
1: <laughs> ha, 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 ha. That's bad. That's that, good. Was bad. that
0: was bad. Lack thereof meat uh, in today's episode. So the backbone is, as you mentioned, 67-mile hiking trail through the Santa Monica Mountains, which is 10 minutes from our Airbnb that we're staying at for the last six weeks. And we've been going there quite a bit. Uh, but it's it's a really interesting trail because it runs through roads and trailheads. And you can catch it at, I think, 13 or 14 different
1: 12. 12. Yeah. So actually, if you go, if you look it up online, they have a really great infograph, which I honestly wish I would have looked this up because um, we have been going to the, the backbone almost every weekend. We go and just kind of do a section of it. But they have says twelve official trailheads um, for the sixty-seven miles. Says its distance from LA, from downtown LA, is about twenty miles, and the longest section that doesn't cross a road is sixteen miles.
0: Sixteen miles. Yeah, okay. that's as
1: long from the from the one start point, Ray Miller Trailhead. It says.
0: And I think I I think I've probably done. Or five met four or five of the different trailheads and done, I'd say about a third of the, I've done a couple parts of it several times over, but a third of the miles on the trail, But it, which is kind of what spawned the idea though of today's podcast is with, with it being, depending on where you live, I guess, uh, somewhat strict still for COVID in terms of travel, specifically here in California. This trail is a great near close to home adventure that you can experience, not just during COVID, but any time of the year. And I thought, you know, what are some other trails like this that people can go do safely? Because right now, the Pacific Crest Trail, the Appalachian Trail, the Continental Divide in 2021, you can go out on them. But they are they are advising unless you're completely self-sustained to not through hike. The entire thing. So, what are some mileage trails that are anywhere from twenty-five miles to maybe two or three hundred that you could go on for a week or two, self-sustain and enjoy yourself? So that's where we, yeah, that's where we came up with. Uh, what What do you like about the backbone?
1: I think I just like the variance of it. Right, there's a lot of plants and different kind of flora, as well as you get those vistas of both, you know, summit peaks and like the, I don't, I don't know if they would technically be mountain ranges, yeah, I guess, yeah. so as Santa well Monica as mountain, right? you can see the ocean from yeah. parts of it too. So I think it's just the um, sheer difference of it. The portion we went on, we started in this kind of what, when looking at a map, which I hadn't until today, it looked like we were right in almost in the center the Canaan Trailhead is where we started most of the time, and yeah. I will say that section that we did was just really exposed. I don't know if it all is, um, but it's winter right now technically here, uh, so it has cooler temperatures. But when that sun is beating down, it's really warm. So I would guess, you know, in the warmer months, I don't know how how the other areas of the trail are exposed, but this one is definitely right out there.
0: The three other sections that I did, outside of the two sections from the Mm Canaan Trailhead, because you could go two ways on the Canaan Trailhead from where we were parking, and all three of those are exposed as well, Mm -hmm. partly due to forest fires and partly due to the region. Yeah, so I think this is definitely the backbone in the Santa Monica Mountains, 67 miles, spring, summer, or spring, fall, winter.
1: The other thing I was gonna say too, we're not big mountain bikers, but we saw tons of mountain bikers out there. And it does say of the sixty-seven miles, forty-three of those miles are good for mountain bikers. And I know at least that center section, we saw tons of people, and I mean
0: Flying.
1: Yeah, but it was tough. That's not an it's not for novice, I feel I, like, but I don't know. I'm not
0: I would probably say if you're if you're an average hiker, the back bonus for you But you would need to be an above average in terms of skill level and experience mountain biker to be hitting some of this.
1: Yeah, actually here it says, too, um, on their website, it says, why should I visit? And it says, the Backbone Trail crosses the best protected stretch of the coastal Mediterranean habitat in the world and offers amazing diversity of trail experience. So that's a really succinct way of saying what I was trying to get at, just how different it is.
0: So there's your switchback for today. The backbone. Oh, the one other thing I might add that I liked about it: a lot of coyote and bird sightings.
1: Oh yeah, no, not coyote. I saw. I oh, saw you did. A couple, I saw those yeah. over here. But yeah, there was. There are. It does say there's a lot of wildlife too. It says from. Oh, you're right. It does say coyote. That's not where I saw my coyote and froze in my tracks. But uh, that was somewhere <laughs> different. Um, but it and, says and
0: folks, <laughs> friends. Jill G. froze in her tracks when she saw this coyote. And then she watched the coyote pounce pounce on
1: something I couldn't see in the tall grass. It was like a natural geographic.
0: Jumped in the air two feet high and swooped down into the high prairie grass (laughs) to grab him or herself a little snack. So it was an intense experience for her coyote (laughs) sighting.
1: It was a ways off, too, in a really populated trail, even during COVID, but... Yeah, anyways. Yes, there's tons of it says red hawk tails, turkey vultures, um scrub jays, I don't know what those are. A oh, little lizards, there's tons of little lizards everywhere. But anyway, yeah. And Rattlesnakes, it, but we haven't seen one of those yet. Uh but lots of snakes too, supposedly.
0: And the backbone would probably also be for you know, if you, living in Altadena, Pasadena the Gabriels are right there, but if you're in the Ma- if you're in Malibu, Thousand Oaks, Santa Monica, uh, into Ventura, Oxnard, anywhere in that region of Southern California, this is a great multi.
1: Yeah, the last thing I was going to say too, and of course I'm only familiar with this section that we did. Really easy to follow, really well marked. Like when you come up, because it talks about how you cross roads or service roads a lot it's really well marked in regards to where you're getting, how you're catching the next part of the trail.
0: Which sometimes I think we found that if it's not a national park trail, it's not as well marked in this one. You're right. It definitely
1: is. Like I would feel comfortable doing it by myself for sure.
0: So now that we've talked about the switchback for today, Mm -hmm. before we share our other switchbacks similar to the backbone, let's talk about
1: the sandwich. The sandwich. Favorite part.
0: Okay. So – I think I led Jill G. astray with my jackfruit cooking when I got, basically what she's describing would be like, I got the actual banana instead of seasoned bananas with cinnamon. Uh, so I did not season it appropriately one time. So she had a...
1: I think too, we didn't shred it the first time because it kind of comes out of, if you get it in the can or probably if you dig it out of the fruit, it's like in chunks. Yep. And you can really shred it so it's not chunky.
0: So I made sure that this jackfruit was shredded down well and seasoned with lime from our favorite farmer at the Thousand Oaks Farmer's Market, chili powder, and cumin and it looks like a pulled pork and we layer, we got sourdough bread from a, a baker mm-hmm. at a, one of a funny baker. He always gives us a nice little one-liner when we buy bread from him. Yeah. Also at the Thousand Oaks Farmers Market. And then we put kale, tomato,
1: guacamole. That was my biggest thing.
0: And guacamole. I
1: didn't I Previous to this sandwich, I was not a fan of guacamole on sandwiches. I thought it was too sloppy, and I kept saying that, and then it turned out to be brilliant. I think the consistency of the sourdough made it so good.
0: I think the other thing that was big was these were avocados from uh, Tony and Sarah's tree. Mm-hmm. They were picked fresh. Tony's my brother, and uh, they have an avocado tree at their house. In California, and these avocados, when we used to live in Ohio, like we just, the avocados were different there by the time we would get them.
1: I think I always bought them too ripe. These we knew when they were going to, but anyway, regardless, these are open face sandwiches. So we had sourdough, then we had guacamole, then the jackfruit, which is like the meat substitute, then we had white cheddar.
0: Monterey, Monterey Jack. We did oh, Monterey, Jack Monterey Jack on this. Yes. And
1: uh, jalapeno slices. Fresh Hala- jalapeno slices.
0: Yes. They were... It was good, you guys. Exquisite sandwiches. It was really
1: good. I would eat it again. Yep, we ate them open face. Did I already say that? Yep. yep. So, yeah.
0: I would say jackfruit in general, though, if you season this like this, it holds once you shred it and season it together. And if you had it in like a little Ziploc or a stasher... Uh, It is a great hiking sandwich.
1: Yeah, I think it would. Yeah, I agree. It would be the same, even if you had it on the trail.
0: And we had uh, that day, we had some oranges and topo chicos. Yeah,
1: and we had the fuego Fuego
0: siete tortilla chips.
1: It was good. And I did not. I was just not a fan of the sandwich. I was afraid it was going to be our worst. And now I am positive it has so far been our best.
0: Four episodes Uh, in. I
1: don't know. That breakfast sandwich was good, Mm. too.
0: I would vote it as our best sandwich so far out of the four. I think so too. I would probably, it it the backbone as much as I love it uh, is not better than the Narrows hike that no, we talked about, but so no. good. So let's talk about, uh, we each have two other, what could be considered section hikes that aren't long, long scenic trails that you could do um, in bits and pieces depending on where you live in the country.
1: I've got a good one. I want to start. Start. I don't know. I didn't run this one by you. So you Go couldn't. For it. So you couldn't tell me it didn't count. So maybe it doesn't. But also in the intro... I,
0: I like how you're talking faster to make sure that I can't interrupt on I this. Know.
1: On the intro you said, you know, 200, 300 miles. And I liked that you said that because um, the first one I have is 296 miles. So just under 300. But it's called the Superior Hiking Trail in Minnesota. Have you heard of it?
0: I have.
1: You have? Yes. Oh, I thought I found it. I don't know much about it
0: at all. Tell us. So
1: it says it follows the ridge overlooking the northwest shore of Lake Superior, the longest and northernmost of the five Great Lakes. The route starts in Duluth, Minnesota and runs north to the Canadian border. It says it's car accessible from a trailhead every five to 10 miles, making it easy for logistics. Day hikes are easy to r- arrange or for food supplies if you're trying to go um, from point to point. It says there are over 90 backcountry campsites as well, but really making it something that you can very easily section hike. And they it talks about it, too, if you happen to want to hike the whole thing, that um, it says, uh, what does it say here? You can hike between resorts, I guess, for hot meals and comfortable beds. It's like lodge-to-lodge hiking. Obviously, weather would, time of year would, Take precedence if you're going that far north, yeah. but um, it says it looks like it's super easy for day hiking.
0: Great idea, and, and so this is where it's it's interesting about these trails. Like 67 miles of the backbone sounds hard. We lived here in near Malibu for six weeks, and I think I did over a third of it. And I, if I wanted to actually have concentrated on it and just done that, I could have done the whole thing. But there's other trails I wanted sure. to explore. This. If you, Even if you didn't have somebody slack packing for you, if you staged a bike and a car once a week and you hiked 10 miles, got on your bike, rode back to your car 10 miles, which is a doable day, one day a week, uh, you would have that done, let's say you did it 30 times in a half a year, or you could just do it two straight summers, and you would have done the entire thing, even if you only had one day a week to dedicate it to it.
1: It had indicated on the site that I found it that late summer into autumn, of course, was the best time to track it. So, you don't want to do that. But I was really kind of pumped about that one. I had never heard of it, and I visited Minnesota a lot. But um, you lived in Minnesota. I did, but I had not gone that far north, east. Here's
0: here. That's a here's mine. uh, My first one.
1: You don't even have any notes. I know. I
0: just know this stuff. I know. know? Uh, The Long Trail in Vermont goes. North, head to toe in the state of Vermont. Little tricky because winter's tough in Vermont. Spring's mud season. Uh. Very hard to hike and possibility mudslides. Then they got the black fly season. Yeah. And the mosquito season. So once again, so similar to Minnesota, looking at a late summer, early fall option. Mm-hmm. But there's 30 different trailheads on this one, and I've actually read, it's it's a quite challenging trail to do, but it is uh, one of the original, through, like, one of the original multi-day hiking trails in the entire United States. Uh, I actually read a book from a lady who was so into hiking, after she finished through hiking the Appalachian Trail, she didn't want to get off the trail per se, mm-hmm. that she did a resupply, drove down to Vermont, and hiked the entire Long Trail that fall. Wow. After through hiking the 2,200 miles in the Appalachian Trail. So we got Vermont. Yeah. We got the Long Trail in Vermont. We got the Superior Hiking Trail in Minnesota. Yep. Got the Backbone in SoCal. Yeah. What's your next pick?
1: My next one I picked is the Tahoe Rim Trail. I've talked about it in other podcasts before. But the reason that I picked this for kind of the podcast we're talking about today specifically is that the Tahoe Rim Trail does a challenge each year that I found. And like 2020 is just completed and they haven't announced 2021s. But the challenge itself, let me see here if I... they, They picked six... Challenge challenge routes that are selected annually, and they range from easy to difficult, um, and each route offers something special, it says, so that you can go out. It's kind of like encouraging you to do different routes or kind of different day hike sections within the Tahoe Rim Trail nice. to kind of discover different parts of it. You can log them in then, and there's a leaderboard where you're stacked up against other people who have kind of committed to the challenge. The tagline on their website is get ready to turn off your screens and turn on your adventure or something like love that. love that. Yeah, I paraphrased it. But yeah, that's what it says. And so... So I'm now gonna, we, we gonna got our right. Northern
0: California. hmm And I would say... Well, let
1: me say too, I guess, yeah. if you do want to do the whole thing, it's a 165 mile through hike. And that is not easy thing.
0: mileage Mm-mm. there.
1: It's not. But I did think the interesting part, because I've been interested in it in regards to permitting, At least from the initial research I've done, it doesn't look like you need a ton of permits. Um, I think some national forest um, permits specifically, but it's not like it's a limited amount. It's just Mm -hmm. that you have to make sure you have the qualifications. But I could be wrong on that, of course. Look everything up first before you do it. But
0: Tahoe is probably the number one place in the lower 48 that I have not been to that I probably should. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Go to. So I'm gonna wrap us up with our old home state of Ohio.
1: What did you find there?
0: The Ohio to Erie Trail sure goes from Cincinnati to basically the Cincinnati river uh or Ohio River, the border of Cincinnati, and to Kentucky, Kentucky. all the way up to Lake Erie. So however, I think it's two it's two fifty two sixty. Whatever that exact number is, um, I'm off on that. But uh, Tosserv is a very popular road bike ride that you can take on this. It goes on roads. But you could. there's also been ways in which you could run it, and you could also section hike it. Now, a lot of it's paved, but I thought, given the fact that there's also people that like to hike different ways mm-hmm. and like to move their bodies different ways, the Ohio to Erie Trail is an interesting way that it has paved hiking or paved road it has dirt hiking it also has like you're going through cities Mm
1: -hmm. as well
0: too you're going on farm country roads as well because not all of it unlike uh, some trails is all considered out on like a a back road so it just be it would be something very interesting for ohio i think if you're in the area Uh, matt and i have talked about cycling it
1: yeah actually i just googled it when you were talking and it says it's 326 miles of trails that link
0: 326 miles yeah and i've done i think i've probably done uh steel and i did about a 40 mile bike, bike ride. ride on it mm-hmm. i've run about 15 miles on it so just something different
1: I think, too, one of the things when you, you know, we were joking about trying to find these in regards to the through hikes or what they are, the current pandemic has really forced some people into just doing more longer day hikes or longer weekend hikes versus maybe a quest that they had before. And it's really doable on the majority of these trails. You know, logistically, a lot of them are set up for you to be able to do just parts of them at a time to get out and still be. Yeah, to still just
0: get in the outdoors. Um, Maybe it's not that dream mountain that you had on your bucket list for years, but uh, for right now, bucket lists are on hold or to be continued.
1: Or pivoting, changing around a little bit.
0: Completely pivoting. And I think we saw that with the how much adventure you could have on the backbone uh, right here, so we picked out a few others. And we lucked out with those sandwiches after the debacle. (laughs)
1: It was hardly a debacle, but I will say they were much much better. It was good. It was a good idea by you and they turned out really, really well.
0: Okay, so let's let's uh do the last question and then we'll summarize everything. Okay. What is your side dish to go with these jackfruit guacamole Monterey Jack jalapeño sourdough sandwiches?
1: I have mine. I have mine. Go. Street corn.
0: Street corn. Awesome. You know what I
1: mean? Like yep. corn on the cob with like the seasoning and the what's the cheese queso fresco yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yep. that's what I would pick what about you
0: I'm gonna go with that famous salad you've been making so Jill G and I have been cooking up it is sauteed kale or beet leaves or beet leaves with feta sauteed beets and orange slices because there's a lot of citrus growing in SoCal right now and tomatoes and tomatoes yeah. in a, with a vinegar dressing or nothing.
1: We don't put anything on. We just cook the greens in olive oil and then you could salt add, and pepper. You could
0: add some red wine vinegar probably mm-hmm. if you wanted to.
1: So you would have that salad with those. That would be delicious. Uh-huh. But what does that salad not go good with?
0: That's a really good point. True. It's an excellent salad. We just gave you a bonus. Bonus uh, recipe. Bo- bonus recipe today. Mm-hmm. So Backbone, 67 miles in Southern California. Superior hiking trail. In Minnesota, a hundred two hundred
1: ninety six
0: two hundred ninety six. We got the Long Trail in Vermont running the length, yeah, length of the entire state of Vermont. Mm -hmm. We have the Tahoe Rim Trail clocking in at a hundred and
1: sixty five.
0: But that was probably out of all of them, I would say. Probably, I mean, high elevation, lots of up and down, and of course our favorite gang of Smokey the Bears. Yep. And then Ohio to Erie, 326, a lot yep. of road
1: mm-hmm. in
0: that, but a lot of different options for wherever you are in the country, and don't forget to try our jackfruit seasoned with lime, chili powder, and cumin, your leftover or new guacamole, it doesn't have to be leftover, Mm-mm. we just happen to have it.
1: I would recommend new but ours was actually good. It's great. It kept pretty well.
0: Monterey Jack and jalapeno slices with sourdough bread, and you could have some Mexican street corn with that, or maybe some beet leaves and kale sautéed up with the other part of the beets, double beets. Double beets. And oranges, feta cheese, and tomato slices. Mm-hmm. That's a switchback. That's a sandwich. What else you got to say, Gentle G? Anything?
1: That's it. Be well.
0: Okay, until next time, I think we're going to be headed towards some colder weather, friends. We're going to be headed towards the mountains. So we'll be back in a couple weeks with Episode 5 of Switchbacks and Sandwiches reporting from the Rocky Mountain State of Colorado. Until next time, this is Mike R. and Jill G. Thanks for listening to the Hashtag 59 Podcast. If you enjoyed and you aren't already subscribed, Oh my gosh, hit that subscribe button. Yeah, do it. Do it. And leave us a review. Yeah, do it. We also have a postcard club on our website that you should totally sign up for or give to a friend. You should also check out our blogs and our trash cleanup events. we got a lot going on with Hashtag 59. Check out the website. That's your home base. It has everything there. Hashtag59.com. Until next time, we're out of here.
1: Enjoy the switchbacks. Enjoy the sandwiches.